Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking Get so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, but no see Sparky Pfeiffer today. Dan Plucker in the chair for him for the remainder of the show. What a fun big show we had today. Remember, use the Odyssey app, rewind, big show network to find all that. Adam Roberts here with us as well. We'll hear from one of those interviews from the big show earlier with Ryan Wood. Play that back in about 30 minutes from right now. And then the Rami show starts, and I'll be here for the Rami show too, but I'm not hosting. I'll be producing that show with Rami Makloff coming up at 3 o'clock. So keep it locked here to 1250 AM, The Fan, because lots of good stuff coming. Just another day in the world of radio. That's doing right. Thing. Flying around, doing whatever whatever is necessary. Literally walking in the door and uh, being like, hey, you're going to need to host from here on out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I got to get ready to interview Warren Sapp in 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Tall was... ask, but no one better suited to handle it, I bet. Well, thank you, Adam. I appreciate the kind words. And it's always a joy being on the airwaves here on 1250 AM, The Fan, and on the Big Show Radio Network. So I can't be uh, too suspect at all about what's going on here because I love talking with you and love talking about sports. And right now... We're going to continue uh, talking sports and talking about this playoffs, these upcoming playoffs for the NFL. And my goodness, uh, we got some pretty quality quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs this year. Maybe maybe a couple names that we weren't expecting. Uh, maybe a couple teams that won't get in that we're a little bit surprised about. Like I can think of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Like that's a premier quarterback in this league that's sitting in a bottom barrel of a franchise 
right now. Kirk Cousins typically a playoff quarterback in his career, too. They're not in. But then guys like Jalen Hurts are in. Uh and even Carson Wentz with the Colts, some some surprise. Ryan Tannehill, if you would have said five years ago that Ryan Tannehill would be leading the Tennessee Titans as the number one seed in the AFC in 2021 slash 2022, I would call you freaking crazy because what he did with the Dolphins was pretty horrific. But right now, we have we're we're pretty set in terms of playoffs. It's it's coming down to the wire. One game left here in Week 18, the first Week 18 in NFL history, and. Uh, lineups for the playoffs essentially set. Some things could still change. Uh, still a couple weeks remaining. But I wanted to ask you at 414-799-1250, we're going to do a little bit of those. You know, back in the day during the pandemic, we did the top five Fridays or whatever. Well, I'm bringing it back on a Tuesday. And I'm asking you for your top five quarterbacks in the playoffs this year. Because you look through this slate, and man, are there some good good teams that have already sealed the deal. And some quality teams, uh, quality quarterbacks at the head. I mean, even Tannehill, who I said, you know, five years ago, he's decent, been playing well. Patrick Mahomes, of course, with the Chiefs. Joe Burrow with Cincinnati. You've got Josh Allen with the Bills. Mac Jones, another guy who's seemingly come out of nowhere, leading the Patriots to the playoffs this season. More Bill Belichick in my eyes than Mac Jones in that situation. But then you got Herbert, the up-and-comer with the Chargers. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers not out of it yet. Neither is Lamar Jackson. I mean, both of them need a little bit of help in Week 18, but they can still get there. Then you got to look at... Uh, the NFC side of things, obviously Aaron Rodgers, who's shaping up to be the MVP this season. The Rams as the number two seed right now after what happened this week. Matthew Stafford, his first year in L.A. with that team. Then you go to Tampa Bay and you got uh, obviously Tom Brady, the GOAT, one of the best to ever, if not the best, to ever play the game of football. And... Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Those are the teams that have locked it up right now. 49ers in the hunt on the NFC side of things as well. Jimmy Garoppolo and then the Saints, who I hope to God don't make the playoffs because don't make me watch Taysom Hill in the playoffs. Nobody wants to really see that if if we're being 100% honest. So who are your top five quarterbacks out of that group? 414-799-1250 as Dan Plucker fills in on Sparky's Midday Madness today. And we're live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. And I'll line it up for you from my perspective. Number one, at the top of things, it has to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what Aaron Rodgers has done this season I guess I probably should have gone five to one. So I'll name you number one because I think it's obvious that Aaron Rodgers is going to be at the top of this thing for a lot of people, especially in this market. So number one, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the way he's playing right now, ascending the last couple of weeks. I mean, 18 touchdowns and no interceptions since November 14th. So like the last five or six games, he's been unbelievable, completing about 72% of his passes in that stretch as well. Absolutely dominating the NFC North. Again, 36 touchdowns, no picks over the last two years against the NFC North. 
He's the reigning MVP. He's the front runner to win it again this season. And after an offseason full of turmoil and and people freaking out across the board about whether or not he was going to be back in Green Bay with this team, he's got the best weapon in the NFL in Devontae Adams at his side and two pretty quality running backs that both have surpassed 1,000 yards total on the season in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And that's the first time that's been done since the 80s. So he's got plenty of weapons around him. The offensive line, uh, you know, iffy in terms of talent, in terms of names, but still doing a good enough job to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. Aaron Rodgers, a huge part of that too, getting the ball out quickly throughout the course of this season. He has to be the number one uh, guy heading into the playoffs here. I think top marks for Aaron Rodgers. But let's go backwards since now I'm going to go backwards and I'm going to go back to number five. And number five for me is Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo Bills have had a very strange year, a very strange year. They were hot out of the gates, and then they kind of fell back a little bit, and now they've kind of rebounded over the course of the last couple of weeks, winning their last three games, and Josh Allen being a huge part of that. He's also a huge part of why they lost several of their games too. Like going back to a Jacksonville game, he had two picks and they lost nine to six to the Jags. Then they got blown out by the Colts two weeks later, two picks in that game as well from Josh Allen, only 200 yards against that Colts team. And then they played the Patriots, lost to the Patriots, only 145 yards in that game. I know it was in the snow, huge mess of a, I believe that was a Monday night football game. Mac Jones only threw the ball three times in that game, and the Patriots won 14 to 10. But Josh Allen, over the last few weeks now, has started to look like the MVP Josh Allen of old. Uh, several touchdown games, 210 yards and three touchdowns a couple weeks ago against the Panthers. Then in a rematch against the Patriots, where everybody was expecting the Patriots defense to step up, Josh Allen, 314 yards and three scores. Huge reason why they won that game. And then the Falcons last week and the Falcons, uh, obviously he did not, Josh Allen though, did not play very well in that game. 120 yards and three interceptions. So kind of the ups and downs of this season for Josh Allen is why I have him put at five. Because when he's at his best, he's probably closer creeping into the, you know, three, four conversation of, of this. But when he's at his worst, which has also happened several times this year, He's going to be back on the back end of this thing. That's why I have Josh Allen as my number five quarterback as we do approach these playoffs. And at number four for me, based solely on the last couple of weeks, is Joe Burrow and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Because Joe Burrow has almost a 1,000 yards and I believe nine touchdowns in the last two weeks where he's putting on an absolute show, the former number one overall pick, putting his team on his shoulders. So eight touchdowns and 971 yards in the last two weeks for Joe Burrow. And he's been pretty consistent all season long. Three performances of over 400 passing yards this season. uh, 4,611 on the year, completing about 70% of his balls. 34 touchdowns, 14 picks. He's had a phenomenal year, honestly, an underrated quarterback throughout the course of this season. And over the last few weeks, this is over the last few weeks, uh, 300 passing yards against the Chargers and a loss, 
uh, two picks in that game. 348 and an overtime loss to the 49ers, but that was not his fault. He completed almost 74% of his passes and had uh, two touchdowns, 348 yards. And then against the Broncos and their good defense, a little bit of a slower day. They were trying to move the ball on the ground a little bit more, 157 yards in a score. But the last two weeks, like I said, against Baltimore, 525 yards, completed 37 of 46 passes, so 80% completion and four touchdowns in that game. And then against the Chiefs, who everybody at one point last week and over the last few weeks have been saying the Chiefs are back to being the top dog in the AFC. Well, Joe Burrow put on a show, 30 of 39, 446 yards and four touchdowns, bringing his team back from what was a relatively large deficit in that game uh, at one point, ESPN gave the Chiefs an 82% chance of winning that game. And the Chiefs were da- or the Chiefs were up 21 to 7 against Cincinnati. Joe Burrow brought his team, clawed them all the way back in that defense. And Cincinnati is looking like a very good team. I put them in my top five teams in the NFL last week. And at number five, and they probably moved up to four or three in my eyes this week, have the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Uh, I am ranking ahead of Josh Allen right now in, term of, in terms of playoff quarterbacks that we will see this season. So, so far, Josh Allen five, Joe Burrow four, and Aaron Rodgers number one. Who are your top five quarterbacks as we head into the playoffs? I'll give my number three and number two next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, it's Dan Plucker filling in 414-799-1250 to join me. 414-799-1250 and we'll continue these top five quarterbacks in the playoffs next here on 1250 AM. The fan. Wisconsin wide, the big show radio network. Welcome back to Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker in the chair for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. And looking through the NFL playoffs as we're just a week away from this thing being set, 14 teams remaining in the field at the end of Sunday. Sunday's the last regular season game in the NFL this season. It just seems to fly by every single year. It's 2022 now. I don't even know what's going on in life at this point, honestly. It's so crazy these last couple of weeks, especially filling in and doing all this stuff seemingly out of nowhere in some situations, Adam, and I'm just losing track of time. We're in week 18 of the NFL. It's crazy. You okay, bud? I'm I'm doing just fine. Uh, We're looking at... You know, what's, who are the top five quarterbacks in this postseason? The teams, like I said, almost set. You got the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, Josh Allen and the Bills, Mac Jones and the Patriots, uh, the Colts, Carson Wentz, Chargers, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, Cardinals with Kyler Murray, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Matthew Stafford and the Rams and Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Those are the 14 teams as we sit right now in the hunt. Derek Carr and the Raiders. Uh, you got Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens, and Taysom Hill and the Saints. Taysom Hill is probably at the bottom of, of that list. But as we look at the playoffs and the teams that are in, 
Who are your top five quarterbacks that the Packers may face in the playoffs themselves or potentially in the Super Bowl? For the break, I said five, Josh Allen and the Bills. Hit and miss type of season, but when he's hot, he is the reason why they win a lot of football games. Number four, Joe Burrow, who's just maybe the best quarterback over the last two weeks. 971 yards and eight touchdowns, no picks in the last two weeks, completing like 78% of his passes. He's been unbelievable these last couple of weeks. And then I gave you my number one, which was going to be Aaron Rodgers, who I thought would be the MVP. So here's number three and number two for me. Number three, Patrick Mahomes right now in the Kansas City Chiefs. He is my number three quarterback. So five, four, and three all AFC quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, uh, slow start to the season. I think we all saw it. Uh, Struggled really to open things up, but over the last couple of weeks, he's been a little bit of a different quarterback and looking like Patrick Mahomes of old. Uh, He you know, he had a, quite a few interceptions to start this season, and it was jarring almost. Nine picks through the first seven weeks of the year, but then over the last nine, he's only thrown four and has put up a bunch of scores in the process, and that offense looks to finally be putting things together Do the Kansas City Chiefs. And even though they lost to the Bengals this past week, Patrick Mahomes still had a strong performance, 74% completion, and then also 259 yards and two scores. Has a four, had a 400-yard performance against the Chargers a couple weeks back uh, in what was a Thursday night game, uh, and he put on, you know, he's Patrick Mahomes, and he's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's won a Super Bowl already at uh, just, how old is he, like 24, 25? Younger quarterback in this league has won an MVP for himself. He's 26 and has won an MVP for himself as well. Has Patrick Mahomes a bright future ahead of him, 4,569 yards on the season. He's tied for third with 35 touchdowns and is fifth in QBR. He's number three in my rankings. And the only person behind Aaron Rodgers, or the closest person I should say behind Aaron Rodgers for number one, is the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, 44 years old, and he's leading the NFL right now in yards just under 5,000. He needs 10 on Sunday to surpass 5,000 yards at 44 years old. 40 touchdowns on the year as well. Number two in QBR behind only Aaron Rodgers per ESPN, and he just continues to do things that defy human logic and human ability. And not only that, but he brings that history of winning Super Bowls after Super Bowls after Super Bowls with him. I mean, Tom Brady has had the most successful career of any quarterback in the history of the NFL. Now more Super Bowls than any other team in existence Tom Brady does have. And from start to finish this year, he's had a couple, you know, a couple poor games, but for the most part, from start to finish this year, he's been one of the top two quarterbacks in football. Him and Aaron Rodgers kind of duking it out throughout the course of the season. And yes, the team struggled against the Jets this past week, uh, as the Jets were up ten points at one point. We were talking with Warren Sapp about that earlier on the big show, and he said, But thank God. Thank the Lord Almighty we have a guy like Tom Brady on our side because he comes back without Antonio Brown, him leaving the field, that whole whatever the heck was going on there. 
without Chris Godwin, his other top receiver. So Mike Evans and Cameron Brait really being the two guys in this one throws 410 yards and three touchdowns, 68% completion. And he's had 350 yards or more in eight games this year. He's, he's having a special season. I know Attempts wise, he's has, I think, more attempts this season, 682 than any other quarterback in NFL history. So I get it. Some of these numbers may be a little inflated, and maybe he's not quite as efficient. Only 67% completion percentage on the year. So I understand, but he's putting up big numbers in his age 44 season, and this Tampa Bay team is looking like they are going to be another threat for a Super Bowl. Because of him at this point, too. He just continues to really be the greatest quarterback of all time. When When is Tom Brady going to slow down? That's, that's my question. I don't understand how he can still do this at this level at this age. It, it, I, it's very difficult to wrap my head around what Tom Brady has been capable of throughout the course of his career and what he continues to do. It's stunning. It's stunning. I I just I just can't believe it. So top five quarterbacks for me in the playoffs: Josh Allen, number five. Which if Rami Makhlouf is on his way in and thinking he's probably getting ready for the Rami show and calling me crazy as he drives into our studios, the uh, Lakeland University studios, that is, and because he hates Josh Allen, but I I'm actually a a pretty big fan of Josh Allen. When he's a hot, when he's on, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Number four, I have Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Number three, I have Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Tom Brady. And at the top, Aaron Rodgers. So the guys that, that are missing from that list are some three, three really good quarterbacks on the NFC side of things. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford. And I know Matthew Stafford uh, has good numbers this year. Honestly, he does. He he has pretty impressive stats second in passing yards. uh, And I believe he's second or third in touchdowns as well. He's second in touchdowns too. Yes. But those interceptions are really what's costing him and what could potentially cost this team. I think he has like four or five pick sixes thrown this season. Another one on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, He's got to cut that out. And then maybe I have him in my top five, Justin Herbert, another name that should certainly be in this conversation, a good season for him. Just maybe not over the last two weeks, not as impressive of numbers from him. The last two weeks, Kyler Murray was hurt for the uh, for a couple of weeks earlier this season. It doesn't discount what he could do in the playoffs. I mean, he's one of the most dynamic players in the league, but also that team losing three out of their last four, three straight, and kind of losing away the NFC West in the process. Kyler Murray's play certainly kind of a part of that. I mean, at the beginning of this season, he was completing about 72% of his passes. And in those losses, 65% completion against the Rams in a seven point loss. They got beaten down by the Detroit lions in a game that I still don't understand. Uh, as he threw for 20, 23 of 41. So 56% completion in that game and then completed only 62% of his passes against the Colts. That's why I got Kyler Murray, not on my list. Dak Prescott, 
you know, a couple weeks ago had that big game against the Washington football team on Sunday night uh, and certainly deserved four touchdowns, 330 yards in that game, but then came out and lost to the Colts or to the, the Cardinals, excuse me, this past week. A good game, three touchdowns in the game, 226 yards, but maybe not. Throughout the course of this season, have I seen enough from Dak Prescott to call him a top five quarterback as we approach this? Still kind of dealing with the different injuries that he's had to over the last 365 days, really, uh, for Dak Prescott. Another quality quarterback, but just outside of my top five as well. If I was going to extend it, probably be seven Prescott, six Murray, or eight Prescott, seven Murray, six Herbert, then five Allen, four Burrow, three Patrick Mahomes, two Tom Brady, and number one Aaron Rodgers. So what say you at 414-799-1250? Sorry, I had to sneeze. Didn't think that you wanted to listen to that, so I muted my mic for a second. You didn't hold that sneeze in, did you? I tried to. Okay, that's dangerous to do. That's not good for your sinuses. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I mean, I... Don't believe it is. I mean, if you've ever tried to hold a sneeze in and you feel it in your eyes, just so I wouldn't do it. <laughs> All right, I, I think will just the listening sneeze audience, right into the microphone. I think the listening time. audience will understand. They'll understand if I sneeze. At, they're not going to be, you know, attacked by it. So no, it's all good. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Who are your top five quarterbacks heading into the NFL playoffs? We'll hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to your calls, and also we'll hear from. Our guy, Ryan Wood, Green Gold Insider from the Green Bay Press Gazette, his conversation with the big show earlier. That's next here on 1250 AM, The Fan and Sparky's Midday Madness with Dan Plucker. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Dan Plucker in with you instead of Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. And uh, earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, while Sparky was here, he had a conversation with Ryan Wood. I wanted to bring that to you now as Ryan Wood gave us all of the latest from Green Bay earlier on the Big Show Radio Network. Here is that interview. Hello, Ryan Wood. Good uh, we're doing all right. Uh, well, he sounds better. Maybe yeah. he's feeling better. You're yeah. Feeling better are are you that? coming around, Ryan? You good? My my voice is a roller coaster, man. It, it goes up and down, and uh, oh, by the end of this, uh, I'll sound hoarse again. But no, it's it's. it's Sip you some tea, man. Get some of that tea. I had something, something. I'll tell you what. The <laughs> cough was real after the uh, the game on Sunday night. I oh, mean, that, I, boy, it gets it, it it gets worse at night. Well, look at the good news. Your brain is amazing. That's all we need today, these few minutes. Oh, I appreciate you, Leroy. The, yeah. the, the check's in the mail. The check's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold on to it, but I know it's post-dated. Well, go ahead. Start it off, Leroy. Hey, I, I, I want to get right to it. I mean, I'm not – if I'm Matt LaFleur, who uh, anytime – as you know how I feel about Matt LaFleur. Anytime you put him in the same paragraph with George Seifert to win this 13 games and Average three years. It's amazing. But I want to put that to the side to a minute because I'm going to play him for a minute. Aaron Rodgers, you ain't playing. Okay? So they were sending an intern down to me, Brett, and Reggie if we if we, if we were going to play games, if we had everything sewed up. You're not going to play. Or you'll play a quarter, give or take. Now, 
Ryan, this is where I'm torn with Devontae. I really want him to break Jordy Nelson's record. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'll start Jordan Love and let Devontae play. But that will be selfishly for me to get a, for him to get a record. How do you come down with playing Aaron, playing – even Aaron Jones is a little back, I mean, banged up, and playing some of the top starters? I'll get into Jair and Batiata later. I'm talking about the active guys. How would you come down and playing these guys this week against Detroit? You know, the problem with not playing Aaron Rodgers is that he's not practicing really either. And, and it's certainly not full-time. And if you go back to when he had the long layoff with COVID-19 – and didn't practice for a very, very long time. It was like three weeks they didn't practice, which mm-hmm. is the time span that you're looking at now. He's been amazing down the stretch, right? Like 20 touchdowns, zero interceptions his last six games. But he was not he was not sharp in that first game back against Seattle. They only scored 17 points. He looked rusty. And frankly, it he kind of got better in that second game back. As it progressed in Minnesota, he, he finished really well, and he's been on fire since then. Mm-hmm. But it took a couple quarters for him to get there. Because of that, the fact that he's not practicing full-time, I'd play him. I, I think you got to play – I wouldn't play him the whole game, but I think you got to play him a little bit. I do think, too, that going out there and letting them put up a couple touchdowns and just make sure that that fourth MVP is in the bag – is a, is a fair thing as well because that fourth MVP is a hell of a special thing. So um, I, from that standpoint, yeah, I, 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 I would play him a little bit. But you know what? Matt, Matt LaFleur was dead on yesterday. He was like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? It, it, no matter what he does, people are going to second-guess and question him if it doesn't work out, if they don't get to the Super Bowl. Um, so no revisionist. I would, I would play – Aaron Rodgers, I'd play the key starters for at least a little bit. If they get a, a bad injury, you can play this back of my face. You know, it's interesting because your voice is getting worse just by the one answer. Um, hey, I, be I, nice. It was. It, it went downhill as he kept talking. No, but just stay focused. Just stay focused. Yeah, yeah. Roy Butler telling me to stay focused. Yeah, no, that's please. something can you, different. Do you take that advice? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, stay sorry. focused. Yes. Ask a question. Uh, Ryan, when we talk about these numbers, Cooper Cup brought it up. Uh, and yeah. I think he's right on the money, <laughs> yes, he uh, is. which is, hey, look, yeah, I, I may get records, but it's not going to really matter all that much because it's a 17-game season. And so these are really going to be new numbers. So, yes, okay, Rodgers, you have, you know, 4,000 yards. Now, technically, it'll be 16 games because he missed the one. Uh, one game this season, but mm-hmm. it's still in a 17-game season, and the same goes with Devontae Adams. With whatever additional numbers he puts up going forward, there's still going to be that asterisk or whatever you want to call it of, okay, this is where uh, the 17-game schedule started. Do you think that plays into any of their minds as well? Yeah, look, for Devontae Adams, he, he missed a game because of COVID-19. He, right. He's got a 16-game season, so that's a legit bona fide record. Uh, he, you know, for, for, you know, Jordy Nelson had 16 games in 2014 when, mm-hmm. when he had 1,519 yards. So that's apples to apples there. Um, yeah. I, the, the reality of the 17 game season is that you are going to see all these records break that they're all going to fall. You got an extra game. So it might not be this year. It might be next, but eventually uh, all these records are going to fall to an extra game. 
Yeah, I think that's de- that's definitely part of it. It's something mm-hmm. that has to be considered. The other part of this is um, not only is it a meaningless game, and we can talk about Rodgers' stats and trying to win an MVP and Devontae's uh, records and so forth, but now we're talking about possibly rolling Bakhtiari in there if he practices this week. We don't know yet about Jair Alexander. Uh, do you like the idea of you know, shaking the quote-unquote rust off uh, against the Lions before playing uh, the first meaningful game, a uh, playoff game in the divisional round? Or would you prefer them to wait on those guys and then play them for the first time in the playoff game? Mm, I, I think it's like Matt LaFleur said, the ideal scenario would be for David Bakhtiari and Jair Alexander to, to get some some reps, some snaps this week before you have the pressure cooker of the playoffs. I mean, kind of treat this as a, um, a preseason game. That's what this is. It means as much as a preseason game. It doesn't mean anything in the playoff seasons, right? So right. treat it like a, a preseason game. Get get them get them out there. The guy who I think uh, of of the big four uh, of Jair Alexander, David Boxiari, Zadarius Smith, and obviously J- Josh Myers is a distant fourth in that. Um, uh, of those four, the guy that needs snaps the least would be Zadarius Smith. I think you could throw mm-hmm. him out there as a pass rusher, and he, at least situationally, he can he can make an impact. He barely practices at all in training camp. Comes out has 18 snaps in Jacksonville against the Saints in the opener, and had the best pass rush of the entire game. That bogus rough in the passer penalty that forced the Darnell Savage interception. So I do think he's the one guy that you, you don't necessarily need to get snaps before the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the, the COVID moves uh, with. Savage and uh, Dennis Kelly, and I think David Moore is on that list too. And uh, I think they released the Elliot Fry kicker. That's an awesome name, by the way. So, and that's what I was waiting on this week. That's why you never really know one, around the league once guys get tested after the game, but they're going to be available. But, you know, the, the, the good thing about it is they've been preparing for this, Ryan, for a while now. They've been telling people on the roster, hey, you got to be ready because you never know. Um, once you know a guy go down for injury, COVID protocols, or whatever, you gotta be ready to go. But I, I tell you, the thing about the Detroit game is you can get some guys some playing time that you may have to rely on in two or three weeks. So with with that being said, I really feel like the 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 game because I was trying to do my prediction with Tom. We did five questions, and I said it was gonna be like twenty three thirteen or something like that. And we also brought up the possibility if they lost, would Packer fans would it really matter if they lost? And I told him it would. It would matter because people want you to always win, especially in the last game because that's to catapult you into the playoffs. But they said, well, it's a bye week though. So I said, no, you want to win, and it's contagious. So is losing. No, I, I I think that it, you know, Matt Lafleur said that they're going to Detroit to win the game. Exactly, which is a big statement considering it means nothing, right? Um, but they want to keep them sharp competitively. You know, it's not just sharp in how they play; mm-hmm. it's sharp in, as as a competitor, as as competing for something. Um, so that's that's kind of the mindset that they're carrying in. Uh, it, it, look, Matt LaFleur made it very clear. We can all say what he should do, what he shouldn't do. He made it very – they're playing. Like, he made it very clear. Yeah. I asked him if that could be truncated at all. Correct. Like, like if, if it's just a shortened time period. And mm-hmm. he said that it's basically a feel. So he didn't, he didn't even – he didn't even guarantee that it's going to – that they'll pull him after a half. Like, it's, he left the door open. 
it's it's going to be a feel thing. It's going to be on on how he, what kind of work he feels like the the, the, uh, the key players, key starters mm-hmm. get in Detroit. That depend that determines how long they play. Okay, uh, Leroy brought up you know David Moore, COVID list uh, fine. Who, who's your punt returner in the divisional round of the playoffs? If it's you, Ryan Wood, David Moore. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we were both on the same page. Make sure Why that. Why is that so big revelation? Well, because everybody, yeah. well, not everybody, but there were people yesterday saying, oh, Armani Rogers, he's got to keep that job. You know, he can't lose it because of injury. LaFleur said the same thing. And I, I just think <laughs> it's a huge mistake if LaFleur runs Rogers out there to be the punt returner in a divisional round game and possibly cost you a game uh, because you didn't want to go with a guy that is more of a vet. And it doesn't mean you cut Rogers or Rogers can't do that job mm-hmm. next year. It just means that at this moment in time, this is about a Super Bowl right now, and you have to play the vet that showed you something. He showed you more in one game than Rodgers showed you all year in that same position, Ryan. It's not even about being a vet. It's just David Moore naturally catches the football. Amari Rodgers does not. It's literally the most important thing as a punt returner, especially. Right. Yep. Because as a kickoff returner, you got to catch the ball, right? But you don't, you don't got gunners barreling down on you. Punt returner, you have to naturally catch the football in stride to get upfield as quick as possible and get whatever mm-hmm. yards you can get before the wave comes and gets you. So David Moore naturally catches – it was not an issue. It looked fluid. It looked, it looked natural. Amari Rogers is not a natural catcher of a punt. You, y'all both know the history of David Moore. Y'all can throw that out. They play with the Seahawks. Wide receiver for the Seahawks. He, he turned that thing to loose on punt return and kick return, too. Maybe you might want to take a look at this. But whatever. I don't care who's back there. I care about the, the defense playing better and stopping the run. Dalvin Cook, I thought he was going to go off. I really did. After what Chubb put up, uh, Cleveland put up 219 yards. Again, Campbell has been playing at a high level. If these guys are healthy, they're going to play well. And uh, I'm going to tell you something now. If you look at, uh, Ryan, I went and looked at eight of the uh, Detroit games, just randomly eight games. They play hard, okay? They play hard. Now, they don't have good quarterback play, so you're going to see Tim Boyle against Jordan Love. What's the irony in that at some know, point? Right? But it just seemed like to me uh, they're going to be in a position to re- – if they're struggling with the Lions, what do you do at that point? Do you just leave all your starters out there just to win the game? I don't know. I mean, first and foremost – I have a really hard time imagining their starters struggling against the Lions. Like, I, I just, that's not going to happen. Um, but if it does, somehow, um, yeah. And at the end of the day, the score doesn't matter, you know. So I, I've got to think that most likely they play them for a half, maybe in the third quarter, and that's it. That, Even that, if that's they lose, and just pull them out of half. Yeah. yeah. Because all right, because you know, score prediction, game prediction doesn't matter this week, right? Game doesn't the game doesn't matter. Well, and it's the Tuesday. We don't get to the prediction until Thursday, anyhow. I did mine already. Yeah. But the, the, the real prediction <laughs> this week is how long these guys play. That that's the real prediction. It's not who wins. Who cares who wins? Oh, they ain't playing if I was a head coach. None of. Them. But I'm different. But they're going to. Matt Lafleur made that very clear. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I could see them that's playing true. until they both get their numbers, and then everybody comes out. You know, you play Bakhtiari. If he's going to play, you play him for the first series. Rodgers and Devontae get their numbers, and then out they come, and in comes Jordan Love. And then it's Jordan Love versus Tim Boyle, and the ratings going in the mm-hmm. toilet. But either way, it is what it is. Ryan, thank you so thank much you for coming so on, much. buddy. Appreciate it. Better, buddy.
There was Ryan Wood earlier on the Wendy's Big Show with Sparky and Leroy Butler. It's Dan Plucker in for Sparky's Midday Madness now. And I'll also be in for the Rami Show, which comes up in about 15 minutes from this moment as we speak. And he'll join us next here on Sparky's Midday Madness to tell us what's up and uh, what's coming up on the show. So Rami Makhlouf, Dan Plucker with you next and for the next three hours here on 1250 AM The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. And who knew that holding a sneeze on air would quote would have some people tweeting at me. Uh, Tim tweets, I've heard enough. Are you going to swallow that? He coughs on air. Just let the sneeze blow. LOL, says Tim, at Dan Plucker, P-L-O-C-H-E-R, on Twitter. Uh, okay, so I was holding it a sneeze for the good of you people out there. First, you people, 248, Rami, I have to say that now that, now that you're with me. Uh, but I held in the sneeze, and then a second one came, and that's why I turned my mic off so you did not have to listen to, to me sneezing in your car. So I, I apologize, I guess, for that. It's Dan Plucker in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. And Rami Makhlouf of The Rami Show, who will be with me for the next three hours. One of my favorite things in broadcasting is is uh, when people can't hold in a sneeze or can't hold in a cough on the air and just lo- like lose it, like have a coughing fit. Something about that. I ju- it makes me laugh till I cr- like till I cry really? every time. Just giggles, dude. Have you ever seen Sal Palantonio? Yeah. When he had a choking fit on the air. Oh no, I have dude, not. Dude, it is so funny. Adam, I, if you just <laughs> if you just do a YouTube search of Sal Palantonio coughing, you'll find it and if we could play it, it is okay. one of the funniest <laughs> things. Dude, every t- I've seen this thing, I don't know how many times and every time I laugh till I cry. Okay. It's it's so damn it's and it's not just Sal Palant like anybody. Anybody just not mm-hmm. being able to hold it together on the air and coughing or sneezing uncontrollably. Something about that just gets me every single time. You got it, Adam? Well, I'm working on it, but okay. I have my own coughing on the air story, which oh. was pretty traumatizing to me when I got started in this business. Adam, let us know. So this was in um, this was the spring of 2017, so about five years ago. I was doing small town high school baseball in Adams, Wisconsin, so Ooh. a little town in Adams County. Uh, it was Adam's friendship in Sparta, and I'm doing the uh, play-by-play all by myself. No color person, no producer. It's just you are out there, and you're calling a game. And it's about midway through the game, and I am calling the action, and all of a sudden, a giant, and this was not a little one, a giant horsefly flies into my throat, and I'm left just going... Commercial, and I went to a break, and I came back. Welcome back. It's twelve ninety a.m. Sparta. Four two Spartans lead the Green Devils. I am. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. That's hilarious. A few weeks ago, I was doing a shift on the score down in Chicago, but I was doing it from up here, so I was just sitting in a studio by myself. And I ha- I felt like a cough coming, and like a, like not like a little like <clears throat> I got to clear my throat type. I felt like a real cough coming oh. on, and I was hosting solo, 
And like, if I was here and like, say you're sitting on the other side of the glass, mm-hmm. Dan, I could like signal to you, like, hey, talk, you know, buy me right. a minute, talk for a minute, let me clear my throat. But I can't like, all I could do when I'm sitting in a studio by myself, if I wanted to bail, is be like, I need a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I didn't want to do that. So like, I was holding this cough back and my my voice just kept getting deeper and deeper. I was like, cause I was like holding it back. And I, did, and I was like, <laughs> Until like I finally took a call, and then I was able to turn my microphone off, and like finally let the cough out and clear my throat. But yeah, that was a it was a scary couple of minutes where I, that the, I was trying to hold it's it. It's the in. little things in this yeah. industry yes. that really make a big difference for all of the <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, thankfully, I have not had that moment on the air myself yet. I don't think. Yeah. Um, which is good. Other than this sneezing moment today, which in the grand scheme of things, is not, not bad. That big not bad at all. Not bad. But uh, at all. I'm surprised because you say that coughing makes you laugh hysterically. You worked with Sparky on the Big Show for how long? Yeah, but he would just do like he just does those like throat clearing coughs every once in a while. I mean, when somebody like can't stop, like they're supposed to be okay. talking and they cannot stop coughing or sneezing. I think and it's just I think Adam found that uh, Sal Palantonio clip. You got Had it? to do a little digging. This comes to us from Awful Announcing Context. Sal's talking about. About the firing of e- former Eagles head coach Chip Kelly. To make a rash decision. Why do it last night? <laughs> Devin, I think they just. Sal, <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it. You've been, all, you've been on the phone, you've been doing interviews uh, over the last 12 hours addressing the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I think they just. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't even close. He wasn't even close to getting that report out, dude. He never. Kevin, I think they. He, he never even got the ball rolling. Not even a was, little bit. Not even. Oh, my goodness. Oh. He started. <laughs> <laughs> it's good every time, dude. I don't know how many times That's I've so heard good. that or watched Oh, my that. goodness. I've, I've, I've never seen that before. So. <laughs> and if you see it, it's even better because he has this helpless look in his eyes. Like he desperately wants to get this thing on the air, oh my and it's just not happening. Well, and Sal has been doing it for a long time. He's for like, real. yeah, like yeah. he's like great at his job. Yeah. But. A consummate pro, but man, the human body it'll get yeah. you. Yeah, we all have fibs on the air. Trust me, I have about five hundred of them saved from the last three years of work that I've done on the Big Show of Gary or Leroy or Sparky saying something that's a little promiscuous, uh, but. And maybe someday I'll, I'll pull up that folder with you, Robbie, oh, and man. we'll have a really good that, chuckle from all the stuff that uh, has happened. Oh, I'm glad we heard that. On that, that show. Yeah, that's... It's a good way to start today. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> I like... Watch the mug, Robbie. I like when he just gives up. He's like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Kevin, I think they just want me. I think they just want me. Want me. Oh, it hurts. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, that's great. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We all catch our breath now. And, uh, 
Robbie, why don't you tell me what's coming up on the Rami Show? Coming up on the Rami Show this afternoon, it is a Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day, and I think we got a good one today, Plucker. I think we have a good Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day for the folks today. Tough question to answer. Who's going to have the best 2022? It's the first Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day of the new year. Who's going to have the best 2022? Packers, Brewers, or Bucks? Nice. Which of those three teams? And if you want to stack them, if you want to rank them best to worst, that that works too, but there will be a poll going up. Here uh, shortly at 12.50 a.m., the fan for folks to vote. Obviously, you can also call 414-799-1250. You were telling me Warren Sapp was so nice that we should play it twice. So we're going to replay the interview from Warren Sapp at about 3.45. It's Tuesday. That means Tuesdays with Winkler. Bart Winkler will be here at 4. And uh, Peter Bukowski of the Lockdown Packers podcast joins me at 5.30. Full show. And I'll try to not, you know, lose my stuff on the air. And Yeah, well, I'm just going to randomly throughout the show, and I'm going to let you finish your drink. Randomly mm-hmm. throughout the show, I'm going to uh, just play that Sal Palantonio <laughs> cough and just see how many times I can mess you up today <laughs> as, I'm, <laughs> as I'm producing for you today, Robbie. So looking forward to the next couple of hours. He's so hours. desperately <laughs> trying to make any noise come out of his mouth, dude. It's so desperate. It's <laughs> well, I feel like on, on air, on TV, it's even worse because like that video is going to be saved forever, forever. At least on the radio, like somebody has to do dedicated work to find like right. mess mess ups like that in right. radio, and then like play it on a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. But with video, but, yeah, yeah, YouTube that, that and lives, TV, that oh. lives on, dude. As 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 obviously because we just played it <laughs> here, yeah, and, and and that's even worse because since it's video, it also has sound. And you can play it on the radio, and we yeah. can make fun of Sal Palantonio. It's useful for... to all mediums. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. For Rami Makhlouf and Adam Roberts, a huge thanks for him. He's been here since 6 a.m. Yeah, so dude. credit well to Adam Roberts for all of the hard work that he's done today as well. I'm Dan Plucker. Rami Show comes up next. I'll be back on the big show tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 